0: Hello and welcome back to the Pants Party. I'm Harrison Starr, joined this time by our, uh, I would say, most learned NBA uh, contributor, uh, Sir Nicholas, 33, uh, on the Twitter and the blog. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm great. How are you? I'm just. Um researching NBA league pass packages. Cause I think that's the only way I'm going to see Keegan Murray next year outside of the two games that he'll play here in Denver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'm, I am. Yeah. So we're, we're on, right. To talk about the NBA draft and Keegan Murray getting selected number fourth overall to uh, the Sacramento Kings and positivity, positivity only that, that is how I want to enter this because there's, there's a lot of baggage with Sacramento, but um, I kind of look at it and the roster makes sense. Like they made yeah. the least Kings like pick that they could make. And they got the best college player available who fits into their roster seamlessly. And I guess, Nick, uh, you know, what's, what's your initial read on it?
1: Yeah, actually I think their roster. Okay. The Kings are always an organization that thinks they're like one move away from being in the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah. um, getting, getting, getting Murray in there with Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell. They really like him. Fox had a good, uh, De'Aaron Fox had a good end of the season. And then they traded for DeMontis Sabonis um, in the middle of last season. So they're, they're short on depth. Um, They're not, unfortunately for Kings fans, they're not one move away, but uh, that's not a terrible starting five. They don't have an overall number one, but there's only what, 8, 10 top-tier guys in the whole league anyway. Um, and interestingly, I, I haven't had an opportunity to look at this stuff all week. Um, I, I had a new person start on my staff on Tuesday, so my my work week has been pretty hectic, getting that person up to speed. What What's going on with uh, DeJounte Murray with the Spurs? Because I think – There's not going to be a whole lot of movement in the West next year, but the Spurs were only four games ahead of them. And if they're talking about trading their best player for John Collins, um, that presents an opportunity for them to maybe get in that picture for a play-in spot.
0: Yeah. I, I, I am a, I've always leaned kind of like as a Spurs fan, especially when they had Tim Duncan. And since then, you know, life change and, Following the NBA has been tough, but I think you're kind of spot on that, like, maybe it isn't. Maybe they aren't that fall away, far away. Like, it's easy yeah. to convince ourselves that because they're the Kings, they're going to do dumb things. But if you look at Mike Brown, their new head coach's mm-hmm. track record, right? Like, what he was able to do in Cleveland, I feel like goes incredibly unnoticed in, in terms of his skill set as a coach. He's been basically the number two at Golden State for uh, the last couple of years. And as I understand it, I wish I could could credit it, but in some of what I was reading beforehand, it might have been Hollinger or someone like this. um, The Golden State Warriors staff loved Murray when they were at the the Big Ten tournament and they had no chance of taking him. But I have to imagine some of those conversations trickled down into, you know, the, the coaching staff and, if he he's able to bring over Golden State style offense with really that defensive forward kind of mentality he had at, at Cleveland, um, they could elevate into the playoffs because like you said, yeah. like only being four games out and San Antonio, maybe making kind of a weird move uh, could signal them as a reset. So yeah, like yeah, I sure. said, positivity only, like yeah. I'm Kings fan now.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it, it really sounds like San Antonio – is maybe going to be a blow it up team, which is, I mean, is pop going to want to do that? It's kind of late in the game for him to bail out. Um, That just, it's the whole scene. The whole thing seems weird that he, that they would, that they would do this. I don't, I don't, where did that go South? I don't, I don't have literally read nothing about it other than just hearing it on podcasts the last couple days that, Oh, suddenly Murray's on the market for John Collins or some package, um, you know, some three team maybe. But just seems like it's a weird situation there now. They were three games back of the Lakers, um, hilariously. The Lakers at thirty three and forty nine. Just take a minute to to laugh at their downfall. Um, I mean, I assume that Russell Westbrook's going to opt in. I think his opt in is like. (laughs) $43 43 million dollars or something crazy.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't not opt out of that.
1: Yeah, and, and on Mike Brown, um I saw something that the Kings, so the last time they were in the playoffs was 0506 and that was the last time that they were above league average in defense. Okay, they've only broken the top 20 since 0506 twice. Otherwise, it's been like a bottom four or five defense in the whole league consistently. For 16 years they've been bottom five, bottom six defense in the whole league. Like, so that's a great, I think it's a good coach. Um, they need some more depth. I think their best. I, I pulled up their, uh, their basketball reference page. There's some guys on here that I'm, I'm not too terribly familiar with. Um, they seem to like Rashawn Holmes a lot. Um, Alex Len is still, is still, I didn't know he was still in the NBA. Wow. Um, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, Trey Lyles, like they, there's a couple okay guys there, um, so if there's enough movement in front of them, hey, they could do it. And it's a great day for the program too, like the Iowa program. Yes, they've got a top five. I can't believe I'm alive to say that I saw an Iowa player get drafted fourth overall. It's just incredible. It's just just an incredible accomplishment for Fran, for the for the Murray family, for Keegan. They'll get to do, the Murray family. will get to do this again in a year. So I mean, that, that part of it is just awesome. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the thing that is, like you said, I, I saw one tweet. It was Andrew Downs, and he said that he thinks this is as impressive as anything Kirk has done. My opinion is that it's more impressive. Like I, I, I think that the the there are so many people and places that are vying to be lottery picks, let alone the the fourth pick in the draft. Like it's an international game in a way that mm-hmm. football isn't. It's yeah it, football requires its own set of skills, right? But the the skills involved in cultivating, cause like I, I don't think Keegan did a lion share of the work, but Fran saw something in him, built an offense around him, and showed that if you go to Iowa be our best player, yeah. we can get you into the lottery. And it's just huge for the program, huge. And like you said, we'll be here again next year with Chris. I don't know if he's got quite the same upside as Keegan, but and he's going to be compared to him constantly next year. So I feel a little bad for Chris in that respect. Yeah. But um it really is just tremendous. Like I'm thrilled for him. I was listening to – Fran on the NBA at Sirius XM um, earlier this week. And he's like, I, you know, Keegan was the best player coming out of college last year. And if you leave as the best player, you know, you can still be the best player a year from now, two years from now, et cetera. And, and in the roster that he's on, I think it'll be interesting because there's, there's points to be had. Like you said, like they're not very deep, Sabonis really isn't a scorer. He's no. 20 points a game. Fox right around 20 points as I, I recall. Maybe maybe Mitchell in the teens. So, like, he, he can be great. And I think one of the things that's exciting is Sabonis is a really good passer. Those guys are quick. So, one of Murray's strengths as, like, a rim runner is going to be, you know, front and center. And while he doesn't have the wow athleticism, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll get those baskets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Their roster, um, so Fox was at 23 points a game. Okay. They lost Halliburton at 14 and healed at 14 in that trade for Sabonis. He was at 19, and yeah, Mitchell was at 11 and a half. Um, I didn't realize De'Aaron Fox shot 30% from three. Yikes.
0: Yikes. That's not great. That's I have to think that that's part of the reason that Sacramento had to like Keegan Murray, right? Like his ability to stretch the floor, I think mm-hmm. surprised a lot of folks, uh, certainly me last year. Like I, I thought he'd be a little more of like a junkyard dog type of player, but to come out and shoot 40%. yeah. Wow. And, and by the end of the season, they weren't just like those, you know, go out, and get, get a, shoestring make sure you're behind the line but he in that indiana game hit a 10 and those were nba threes yeah, like I, yeah. I think if you're sacramento you it's very easy to talk yourself into keegan murray he said mm-hmm. in one pre-draft uh column that he, he wants to go a place and build it up and i think sacramento uh the scuttlebutt was that he met with fox and sabonis mm-hmm. yeah. you know kind of as their core and since they're older like Keegan's age, like that's always kind of a talking point. Um, His age kind of fits into that team's core age and moving forward, uh, not having to necessarily be on different developmental life cycles. Like you kind of alluded to as San Antonio looking to trade DeJounte Murray. Um, To to me, I think that that's almost like they're trying to get the the French guy, right? The the Victor. Um, So I, I guess let the, let the horse race begin for, for that, but the the um, number
1: one pick next year.
0: So, uh, I guess anything else you you wanted to kind of hit on as, as we look at Keegan as, as the newest, uh, Sacramento King. Uh,
1: it's just, it's, it's an exciting, it's, it's not the team I wanted him to go to. I I know I, I I, I posted that back (laughs) in, in April, I think, um, when he went pro that, Okay, so the Kings have an interesting roster. I think it's a good head coach. It's definitely a step up from uh, Luke Walton. And then I can't remember. They had an interim coach there for a little bit. Um, I don't think it was Alvin Gentry, but...
0: Oh, it was Alvin Gentry. It was Alvin Gentry, Gentry. yeah. um,
1: Just the organization. I mean, there was a tweet that was going around the last 24, 48 hours that in the last, I guess it'd be about 10 years, they took Jimmer Fredette, one pick before Clay Thompson. They took Marvin Bagley, who's not on the team anymore, one pick ahead of Luka Doncic, and then they took. Um, I, I it was last name was Robinson. Was he the Robinson that played at Kansas the year they lost oh, in the yeah. final? Um, yeah, they took him a pick before uh, Damian Lillard. So this isn't an organization that's um, well known for making good decisions. <laughs> um uh so that that part is definitely scary if I uh skew a little toward a negativity there. And right um, they were not on national television last year at all. They were one of four teams that was not on national TV. Um so if anyone's listening and you're looking to become a Kings fan, um League Pass is uh 199 annually, uh 2899 a month. So um Think about making that purchase, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's just going to be an interesting roster for them. Um, just uh, hopefully the the Lakers kind of remain in purgatory. If the Spurs fall apart, there's obvious movement there. Maybe Utah. Um, uh, right, but that's a hell of a lot of ground to make up. I think um, Utah was, I think fifty and thirty two. So you'd have to meet somewhere in the middle there with Utah to maybe pass them. Who knows what the hell is going to happen with Phoenix? I'm going to talk to DeAndre Ayton. I I don't know what the heck they're doing there. I mean, it's a pretty incredible contrast between the ownership for the Suns versus the ownership for, say, Golden State. Sarver shouldn't be the owner anymore of the Suns uh, and is renowned for being cheap, whereas the Warriors are like, screw it. We don't give a shit about Salary cap? Who cares? Like, if they resign uh, Looney, I think it's Looney Porter and Gary Payton. Second, I mean, their their salary bill plus the luxury tax is be like four hundred million dollars. Whereas you've got the Suns that are like, we're not going to pay DeAndre Ayton. He was the number one pick three years, four years ago. It's incredible.
0: And he's, and he's played like a number one pick too. Right? that th- th- that's also the thing. Like, you you did what you wanted to yeah. do as a number one pick. How can you? Be like, oh, no, he's going to be too expensive now. Yeah, I mean,
1: he proved his worth like two months ago in the first round with New Orleans. I mean, Chris Paul was playing just awful basketball, and he's probably going to be like a 25-minute-a-night guy going forward. Like, you can't count on him to stay healthy. Devin Booker got hurt, and they needed somebody to step up, and he was getting buckets for them late in that series that kept them afloat. And they're just going to let him walk. I mean, it's it's just astounding. So there might be some movement with some of these teams that that could get Sacramento into like a realistic playoff spot. I mean, I don't think Sac, I don't think Phoenix is going to come down from they were sixty four and eighteen. They're not going to slot, backslide by like twenty games, but there is some potential teams they can pick off along the way here that they they could get into a playing spot. And for Sacramento, I mean. It's a huge accomplishment if they do that. I mean, they they talk about this 16-year drought all the time, and um, making the plan doesn't end that drought, but it gives them a shot to end it, and that's positive territory for them. Um, Johnny Davis just got drafted here a minute ago by uh, Washington. So
0: okay, I'm gonna Have fun drink. with someone who can't make three
1: pointers. Exactly, I'm going to drink to that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, seeing him in the Taco Bell commercials. I I saw the the ESPN tweet that was getting promoted the last couple days. Um, It was the same like seven or eight highlights from no games in February or March. Clearly, right? Yeah. Like, there's not much more that chaps my ass than that guy getting Player of the Year. Um, He was getting a lot of love pre-draft as like one of these mid picks that could be like a a real steal. I, I don't know. I'm dubious. We'll I think it's
0: just because he went to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it would be a lot easier to stomach the Johnny da- the Johnny Davis, uh, I guess, narrative if he didn't go to Wisconsin. I think it'd be I'd even survive it if it were um, Illinois. Yep, yeah. <laughs> um, and and certainly any of the other twelve teams because you know you're used to you know Maryland or. Yeah. Like uh, Michigan State, Michigan, that have great. Ah, I, uh, I can stomach Minnesota. I could stomach
1: Iowa State. I can stomach <laughs> Illinois. I can't stomach. Well, I can't. I can't do it. I can't get my. Well, head
0: it, was, it was all because of what he did. Like literally at Purdue, in, in right. to your point, January. It might have even been December. Like I mean, that thirty-seven that, that was, of the scene game. Yeah. Like I mean, he he. And, and I, I do think there was Iowa fatigue. Like, like, if we're being honest, I, I think they just wanted to be like, we, we can't give another – like, a, a, Hawkeye, a Hawkeyes won in the last two years. We're not going to yeah. do it the, a third year.
1: That 37-14 game was January 3rd. <laughs> January 3rd. Was, <laughs> it was their oh, man. third Big Ten game of the
0: year. Incredible. I think that the other thing that, like, plays in Sacramento's favor – like. I, I think you talked pretty well about the, the teams above them in the Western conference. Like the teams below them are not challenging. Like as I, as I kind of get a read on, you know, the, the lay of the land, like Portland's, you know, what are they going to do with Damian Lillard? Right. Like yeah, he's yeah. truly in no man's land. And then Oklahoma city and, and Houston. Like, I think those are two teams that continue to be like, they're yeah. ready to, to, if, we could fast-forward a year. Those two teams would fast-forward a year uh, yeah. and just do the 2023 draft right now. Yeah. Um, so, like, as a Sacramento team, like, you don't have to worry about getting caught from behind. So if you can just be better than you were last year, maybe some of those uh, losses consolidate and you can get a yeah. little closer to, to 500. And, and that puts you, that puts you there, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I guess, so
1: i mean the the I think the clippers last year were forty two and forty They finished yeah. eighth like yeah, just get to five hundred and you can be in a playing spot, which for them is a huge accomplishment, given just how dreadful they i mean they've been terrible the last sixteen years I mean not even close to a playoff spot that I'm aware of um, I think there was a year they got to like thirty nine and forty three And that's, I think, the closest they've gotten to 500 since since 05, 06. It's insane. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, That's literally the only negative is that the Kings have just been dreadful for so freaking long.
0: (laughs) It's the baggage of them. Because, like, I I like the starting five. Like, to me, that's Mm -hmm. an NBA starting five. Um, And you can – Find guys to, to fill around that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so so I'm gonna like I said, po- positively only. Like I, I like I'm not gonna. It's a, it's the most exciting moment in Iowa program history since probably Ronnie Lester's Final Four, and I mean that yeah. unironically. Yeah. Uh, I was and- gonna say either
1: '87 <laughs> Elite Eight or the Final Four like
0: yeah i mean i can i can I, I rewatched that 87 game a couple years ago oh my god that that one uh we I, talk I, about I, the heartbreak we faced truly uh, our 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 fathers went through some heartbreak yeah. as as iowa fans in the 80s yeah. yeah
1: i've never had the stones to to pull it up and watch the whole thing like i just i do enough uh <laughs> enough with <clothes laughs> me and then watching old results that you're just like god damn it how did we how did they lose this game um i got yeah. enough with football and um don't need to do that with
0: <laughs> don't need to do it with basketball
1: no or, or the or the, the 1980 final four game where lester and and um oh yeah yep yeah who was he it? got who was it push from he pushed behind yeah it was louisville, louisville i think it was louisville and they had a guy that he and lester were basically going back and forth I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but those guys trading baskets and then he gets, yeah, push from behind and does his knee again. Sucks.
0: Yeah, I like, know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no.
0: like, but, like, before Murray, Lester was the last top 10 player, yeah. if, if my my memory right. serves me correctly. Uh, and then before that, it was um, Johnson in 70 – Fred Brown in in 71, 69 right or or yeah Johnson Johnson was I
1: think seventh overall in seventy, and then Brown was sixth overall in seventy one. Brown had been the the highest draft pick in the modern era. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, That's it crazy. is crazy. And like you look at Iowa's draft history, Lester went tenth in eighty. I don't think they had a first rounder there for about a decade.
0: And then you, right. get,
1: then you get to BJ, um, Marble. They were first round in the same draft. And then they had, I don't think Gamble was a first rounder. Ed Horton wasn't. Then I think it's A.C. Earl and then Ricky Davis. So, I mean, you can kind of see why Iowa has been like this okay, but not like championship level program for our whole lives.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, even uh, – because, like, you think back to what was the craziest number one pick. It was probably Anthony Bennett, right? Even UNLV has, like, yeah. history. Like, they've yeah. won national they championships. Win. I mean, Anthony Bennett certainly wasn't on those teams. But, like,
1: you know, they, there's
0: Duke tonight backed into uh, the number one draft pick, which – I don't know. Like, do, do you want to kind of go through some of these teams and some of the picks you, you like or do not like? Yeah. you know, Other than uh, Johnny Davis to, to Washington? <laughs> I'd love that pick. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I, there, I mean, there are rumors that Bradley Beal might not opt in to his extent, his player option next year. Uh, like, I don't know. Some of these player, I, I don't think the free agent class is all that great. So there's some of these player options that are the most intriguing parts. Like, With Kyrie, Um, I got to be honest. I didn't watch a ton of college basketball this year outside of Iowa because Iowa was just—I was the most fun I've had watching an Iowa team in a long time. Honestly, they—they were a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Uh, And and you know, with a with a young kid, it's it's hard to carve out the time to get that much in. But um, I, I really thought Jabari would be the first pick, and. I thought Banchero... is it Ban Carroll? It's Banchero, Carroll, right? Yeah, Carroll. Yeah, he would yeah. be the third pick. Um, I have no idea what to make of Chat at all. Um, it was it was alarming watching the tournament last year and seeing him just get told. Was it Memphis that beat them?
0: No, it was or Arkansas that beat Arkansas, them. That's or right,
1: And Memphis, though, I mean, Memphis had some strong ass dudes in the post too. That right? I mean, they were just like bulldozing him, and he. It's, it's hard not to look at him and think this is just a more skilled version of, of uh, Sean Bradley. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: I, I just – it's a good pick for Oklahoma City. Um, I do worry that he has some of that Sean Bradley in him. I went back and was looking at Sean Bradley's uh, uh, basketball reference page, and he was only with Philadelphia for, I think, two seasons and part of a third before he got traded. And he had the same criticisms that he was just this tall, lanky ass guy, no meat on his bones at all, and people are going to bulldoze him. And that's pretty much what happened to him. I'm afraid with him, with with Chet, I don't know, the NBA's the NBA. These guys, these teams don't give players a lot of time to develop. Um, if he's not doing something by year three, they'll freaking trade him. Right. And then they've got a ton of picks that they got to move anyway. They've got like 14 picks in the next like five drafts. It's literally like more picks than they have roster spots. Um, so I'm, I'm just afraid for, for Chet that he's he's just going to get his ass kicked for like two or three years. And, and Oklahoma City is going to be like, eh, sorry. But if they can also, if they can, on the other hand, if they can get him on a diet where he's, you know, 10,000 calories a day, and he's up to like 230 by the time, or 220, 225, then it could work. I mean, then he, he's a total unicorn player. He can knock down the three, good rim protector, smart. Like, he seems like a good player. I'm just, the, the physical part of it just really, really worries me.
0: I, I'm with you because, like, I was texting Ben, and he, he said seven foot 195. And, like, just yeah. to put that into context, that's taller than Patrick McCaffrey and weighing less than Patrick mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have I guess maybe similar thoughts because like the the strength he does or does not have is going to be under a microscope all season. But like I also think he was incredible in using leverage and using his length to to make that a possibility. But but there are 82 games in the season. That's and since we haven't, to your point, we haven't seen a player like him play the position center, it's tough for me to see. But I also, I also kind of think he was out of position a lot of last year, like yeah. with, with Drew Timmy. Um, kind of having to play alongside Timmy, I'm not sure we got to see the best version of Chet Holmgren even at the college level. Um, so certainly a developmental pick. But I I don't know. Like, I mean, like, like, like you said, we haven't seen someone like him, so it's hard to be like, oh, well, maybe he's like Kristaps. But even – Kristaps, I think, doesn't have the ball handling skill that no, that Holmgren did. I don't think so either. And,
1: and I mean, Porzingis, I think, was just a totally different. He was a scorer before mm-hmm. the before the knee injury with the Knicks. It was with the Knicks, right? I think it was yeah. with the Knicks when he got hurt. Um, yeah, I I hope it works out. Like, I hope I think he's a good player, but yeah, eighty two games, like, uh, man, it's grueling. It's a mm-hmm. long ass season and it's one thing to watch NBA games on TV. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I live in a city that has an NBA team. You go to the games in person and those dudes are fucking enormous. Those yeah. dudes are enormous and they're quick. Um, I went to a Nuggets Raptors game back in, I think it was in March and the Raptors were just so fucking fast. And Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes was awesome. By the way, if you get a chance to go yeah. to some Raptors, like Scotty Barnes, like I don't know exactly what skills he has, but the dude was just like a thousand miles an hour for thirty minutes, and was awesome to watch. Like him, Siakam, like that team was was a lot of fun to watch. Um, but people just underrate how good these players are. They're so good. The NBA yeah. games, going to an NBA game, like I, I I still can't believe that people are like, oh, college basketball is way better. I haven't watched the NBA in twenty five years, and it's like you've missed a lot. You've missed a lot. The league <laughs> has gotten so good in the last like ten years. They, they honestly need to expand the league. They need to be more Yeah, talent. Seattle needs to have a team. Vegas needs to have a team. Like, they, the NBA right now is at an insane level. It's so good.
0: It really is. Like, uh, when we lived in Dallas, we would go to maybe four to six games a year. Um, and, like you said, it was a little different, right? Because like, Well, maybe not because you have Jokic, and we were – you know, just gushing over Dirk, but you're exactly right. You see these guys just flying up and down the court. The the sheer size of them, like, like you do not get the size of players. And that was why the the one time we had gone back to Iowa, I was so locked in to making sure we saw a game with, with Keegan Murray, because you could see that that was an NBA player. Mm-hmm. on a college team and they're playing like Western Michigan. So like just totally schooling the rest of the, yeah. the, the team. But there are four hundred and fifty King Murray's now. And I think what's gonna be interesting is to see how he navigates that where he isn't necessarily the best player on the court every every night like he was throughout ninety-five percent of this past season. Um yeah. so I I'm I don't know. I just, I just come back to it. like, I'm really excited. I've talked myself into Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and I think from a, a pick standpoint, like I, when Sacramento doesn't do the wrong thing, if, if this was anyone else making this pick with their roster, people I think would be fine with it yeah. or happy with it. And, and I'm looking at uh, sports illustrated up calling it a B plus, which I think is probably fair. Um, but if it weren't Sacramento, I don't think you have the baggage around them and Iowa fans would be – there would be zero negativity about the night.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's just all the baggage with the organization that people are going to focus on. That, that sucks. I mean, um, Sacramento's not – I mean, you can do worse than Sacramento. There are worse places right. in the country. Um, my wife had conferences there for three or four years, so she was going to Sacramento once a summer – She's like, other than it's really hot, like it's not a bad town at all. Like It's kind of fun. So we'll see. But you're, you're right. I mean, he's going to have 450 Keegan Murrays going at him every single night. And I think he's crafty enough to figure it out that first year and then you know maybe make a jump the second or third year. Um, do you know what his salary is going to be next year?
0: We were – Ben asked – it is uh, $8 million is the year mark. And I think it's 36 is what the – because how, how it works, right, is you get the two-year contract and then they re up the third and the fourth. Um, the, the total amount for that is $36 million, or at least that's the year mark. So a lot of groceries for Keegan Murray because that's what, what he said he was going to spend his first check on. Who was the fourth pick? Like? Was it, was it Scotty Barnes last year was the fourth pick? Yeah, as, as I recall. Wow. That's, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that worked out well, right?
1: <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I go back to that. I, like, I can't believe I just saw an Iowa player go in the top five of the NBA draft. Like, uh, I, like what, I don't even know what to say. Like it's, it makes March thing a tiny little bit. And I kind of did do the same thing that Ben did where he said, I yeah. the not say tournament games. Just like, I can't do spring foot. I haven't, I like, haven't followed the football team <laughs> at all. Like i I, I had to take a break. I had to take a break.
0: Yeah, a good old walk in the wilderness. No, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I'm still on that with football. Like even though I'm going through these these profiles, it's like man, uh, football. Anyway, so like I'm looking at the draft from last year, and, and you're correct. Scotty Barnes was the the number one or the number four pick. Um, Fifteen points a game, seven and a half rebounds, three point five assists. Yeah, rookie of the year led the league uh, or the rookies in win shares with six point six, all according to, to Basketball Reference. And like, I think everything except for the assists are probably th- they are a reach goal, but yeah, I think they are normal, attainable. Right? If if you're, uh, yeah, he's not going to get seventeen points, I don't think, like uh, Jalen Green or Kate Cunningham did. But if he's 15 points within the flow of an offense, you know, they do make a jump. Rookie of the year talk. Do, do we need to see the full, the full slate of uh, odds before we, we lay a dollar down or, or do you, do you think that that's a bridge too far?
1: I think for right value maybe, but yeah, I got to see the odds on that first. I have to think that the overwhelming favorites would be one of those top three guys. Um, right. Barnes, Barnes only shot 30% from three last year. Yeah. Um, these numbers seem doable. These numbers don't seem crazy for, for Keegan to hit that. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but those numbers don't seem wild. I mean, what did Scotty Barnes do in college for his three point shooting? His one year there, he was 27% from three. Like he wasn't even that great a shooter. Uh. Um, 50% Fifty percent from the floor, twenty-seven point five from three, and sixty-two percent from the line, and he got the fourth overall pick. <laughs> yeah, hey, okay. Uh, I mean, but,
0: but isn't it, I mean, t- to bring it back to kind of the the point made at the top, right? Like, this is such a great thing for Iowa basketball yeah. because, like, how often do you see college and pro like? just not really comprehend. And, and Barnes is a great example, right? Because 10-point yeah. score, little young, right? But I, I don't know how this isn't – we'll see. We'll see what happens. I yeah. mean, it's been a big recruiting day. I, I don't think yes. uh, yeah. anyone yeah. has – Cook. Or it's Cook, right? That's how you pronounce it? Or is it Koch? I always
1: – when he played in the 90s, I thought it was Koch. Okay, that's how it was. That's how it was always pronounced on the uh, on the broadcast. JR Koch picked before Manu Ginobili. Never forget. Wow, he was like like, three or four picks before Ginobili in that draft.
0: Oh, is that one of those great like screenshots where it's like J.R. Koch, someone, (laughs) Manu Ginobili? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh boy, how's that happen? How's that happen? Uh, I I think it was was the Knicks that drafted Koch. So, uh, yeah. There's your answer. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, any closing thoughts, my man? No, that's just a, a a good night for Iowa basketball.
1: Awesome for Keegan. Uh, awesome for that family. The recruiting dividends that this will this this should reap some sort of recruiting win for Iowa. Probably not with these guy with the guys that committed today, Harding and, and, and Koch. It, it is nice that I think as you said in the Slack that um, Iowa basketball players of our youth like to have kids. That's great. Yeah. Keep going, guys. Um, you know, just a, a great day for the program. Um, ex- kind of excited to see what happens with the Kings, even with their kind of shady past of just goofing things up constantly. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. And we'll get to do this again next year with, with Chris.
0: I know. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, as we always do, uh, producing at the, the end of the show, we'll, we'll have to make sure we bring you on for a three-man weave or – if we need to do more, more podcasts, this is good to get, get awesome. back on the horse uh, after some more walks in the wilderness. And uh, for uh, Sir Nicholas uh, Harrison Starr, go Hawks. Go Keegan. Go Keegan. <laughs>